The Carolina Panthers are on the clock with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, while the Chicago Bears get a king's ransom for the trade. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker, as always. And we have some big news to cover today. So right before we did this episode, and we here we were worried about, about there not being much to talk about on this episode. The Panthers have traded for the number one overall pick, and the Bears got a ton in return. We're also going to talk about some, the NFC North and how it might have been wide open this offseason with the Packers on the verge of trading Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings trading uh, releasing several key players. And joining us to cover these topics and more, we have special guest and Panthers fan Ian Mulhern. And I got to say, this was not planned. We were just planning to have you on the show, but we had no idea that this was going to happen. But the Panthers fan on the show, Ian, mm-hmm. for the third time, so you are no you are no uh, stranger to... Uh, being on the Fumble Rooski podcast, but why don't you reintroduce yourself to some of our new listeners? Yeah, so I'm Ian Mulhern. I've been on a few episodes of the Fumble Rooski podcast. I am a student at Brookdale Community College. I also do sports broadcasting over there for the basketball games. Actually just made it to nationals, so hopefully we win. Nice. All right. Well... Someone must be really happy today as uh, we're going to jump right into it. So the Panthers have acquired the number one overall pick and focusing on the Bears first, what the Bears got in return was absolutely insane. So they got the Panthers number nine overall pick their second round pick, which was in the back end of this year's draft of this year's second round. Uh, They have a 2024 first round pick in a 2025 second and they got wide receiver DJ Moore. So guys, the Bears, I don't know how they pulled this pulled this trade off. Uh, you you heard a lot of reports from plenty of insiders saying that the Bears were going to get unbelievable offers. But this was actually pretty incredible. So not only did they get um an extra first round pick out of this that they could use on defense off offensive line but I never thought I gotta be I gotta be honest, I never thought that they would get around to addressing the wide receiver one position this offseason. I thought they were going to have to stick with what they had and kind of go offensive line and defense this offseason. But they managed to address it with DJ Moore. And don't look now, but this Bears team has DJ Moore as their number one. They've got Darnell Mooney as their number two. You got Claypool at the three. You have Cole Komet as your tight end. Um, if you don't bring in Dave, David Montgomery, you have another kid behind him in uh, complete his his whose name is escaping me. Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert, right? Exactly. It was at the tip of my tongue, but um, and a lot of money to spend at on defense. So, I mean, I gotta say, like the Bears have set the set themselves up pretty well, CJ. Yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you were going to throw it to Ian first because, you know, Panthers fan. We do have a um, guest. You, you want Ian? Yeah, I'll go. Well, when it, when it comes – okay, when it comes to this 
these two sides, right? Your Carolina, you just hired a whole new staff, a really good staff, if I might add. Um, if you're the Bears, this is a home run. Now you don't have to focus on finding a wide receiver number one. And now you could use, I mean, you could go defense, you could go offensive line. I mean, okay, I might be a little controversial here, but shoot, you guys, you guys did see what Jalen Carter did, hmm. and his stock might have fell just a little bit. Yes, future Raider, as it were. So it is possible. I'm not. I've I've seen crazy things happen in drafts because of this. The Bears could potentially get him at number nine. I mean, I'm not saying it will happen, but it is a strong possibility. Yeah, listen, I've always so I, I've never disagreed with the fact that the Bears need to to make defense a priority this offseason. Um, but upon first touching on the offseason um it on this show. I, I've been I've been adamant on this and I'm going to stick with it. I think if the Bears know what's good for them, you go offensive line in uh with number nine. And the, that doesn't mean they don't address the, the defense this offseason. That's why they have 95 mil in cap space this offseason with a stacked free agency class, I might add, on the defensive side. Um, but I, I have also I have also let off a little bit on that. Um, since I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the tackle free agency class has been getting a lot stronger as this offseason has gone on. There's the Donovan Atlanta. Smith in there too. What's that? Donovan Smith. Donovan so. Smith, the kid from Atlanta, the kid from the 49ers. You mean Caleb McGarry and yep. Michael Lynchy? Exactly. Yep. Those two. Um Orlando Brown on top of it. They, this is a pretty this is a pretty good class and if they were tackles. to any team if they were to center their their tackles on free agency they could do all right I just think if you if you're the Bears you want to hit you you want a sure thing and if you use number nine on like a Paris Johnson then I think that I think that would work. Mm-hmm. Well, the real question is, what do you do now if you're Carolina? I mean, you have a lot to you. You have a lot of quarterbacks to choose from. You got Bryce Young, you got Stroud, or the guy who's been overrated and rising up draft boards, Mister Anthony Richardson, with his combine. Hmm. Yes, his combine was ridiculous, but you have to remember who this guy lost to in his last game of college. Out of all the teams he could have lost to, Oregon State. He lost to a team called the Beavers. And it's not even just that. It's his accuracy, his short throw accuracy. It is scary. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think if you are at number one, you you probably want to pick between two quarterbacks. You go. You either go um, C.J. Stroud or, or Bryce Young. One of the two. I'd have to go C.J. Stroud. I like yeah, just because C.J. Stroud, to me, I mean, I don't normally judge quarterbacks because of height, 
but from what I've seen with how things have been, I feel like C.J. Stroud, when he played against Georgia, showed a lot of promise. And that game was not his fault, that his kicker missed it wide left, practically kicked it out of bounds. Hmm. Yeah. You and, know, he put, and he faced the best defense in the nation and put up, like, what, over 40 points against them? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. So I just, uh, we will we will touch on the Panthers uh, later on in this sh- in this show, their side of the trade. But I just wanted to stick toward uh, towards the Bears just for now because they they did got get a lot of assets with number nine this year's second. Uh, so they'll have two second round picks, two first round picks next year, and uh, two second round picks. Uh, Two second round picks next year as well as lo- along with two two seconds this year. What do they do with all these assets? Do they work on the defense here as well, or do you go offensive line? Do you hit on? Do you hit more on the on the pass catchers? What are we doing here? Well, Adam, you got to remember the Chicago Bears. They still have the most cap space in the league, and I believe it sits at about seventy ish million. Or 75 million thereabouts. It's at 95 so, right now, actually. Wait, really? Because I thought uh I was I thought I saw the thing go down because I was on spot track. But w- whatever, whatever. So uh, so when, when you take all this into consideration, the Chicago Bears, they uh they they acquired DJ Moore, and yet they still have enough money. To go out and do things, and by the way, I'm on Spot Track right now. They yeah. have 75 million. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. it just changed yeah. like a few minutes ago. I was checking yeah. this morning, and it was it was yeah. at 95. I guess it just went down. Yeah. So they still have enough money and enough space to go out and do things. You can grab defenders. You can go out there. You can grab T.J. Edwards. You can grab James Bradbury. You can grab a whole bunch of people. And and even the draft, you you're probably gonna get Paris Johnson or Peter Sakronsky at uh, at number nine. So it's almost God help me for saying this. It's virtually impossible for Chicago to screw this up. I really hope they don't. But I'm, I'm just saying you have been gifted an amazing situation, and I'm just gonna cry if they blow this. Well, also don't get it twisted. They kind of put themselves in this position. Like I just want to give credit where it's due. They didn't just yeah. land here. This this didn't just fall on their lap. They made some they made some good choices. They mm-hmm. took it they traded up for Justin Fields. They wound up with the number 1 overall pick uh this this past season. That wasn't that sure wasn't by accident. Um so they they they've put themselves in a good in a good spot. They have they 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 have a I mean, they have assets everywhere you look. In the draft and in free agency through through cap space so they there's a lot of different things they can do here and yeah it is virtually impossible to screw it up and they put they put themselves in that position for that and i applaud them for it the bears they haven't there's not much they have done right over the past 20 years besides make a super bowl but this this is something they've done very well they've managed things very well in the past couple of in the past couple of years They've been in rebuild mode, but they've they've hit on they've hit on everything um, along the way. So I have to give them credit there. I really do. Um, 
And honestly, like I said earlier, this free agency class on the defensive side of the ball is amazing. And it's just getting better by the day. There's players who are getting released left and right for cap for cap reasons. And the Bears should take advantage of that and use a lot of their assets on the offensive line. Use number nine on a tackle. Use number nine on a tackle. Go get a guard in some of the middle rounds or second or third rounds. Get a center. Get all of those pieces through the offensive line and work on work on defense as well. I mean, you have a lot of things that you could do. My second question, and we'll uh, this will be it before we head on to our next segment. But where do we see this Bears team going next season? Because they have all these assets that they got DJ Moore, their wide receiver one. Do you do you see them? Do you see this translating to success um, earlier than expected? You got to remember with the Bears, or I'll give a good example here, the Broncos, right? They got a quarterback last year in Russell Wilson, and they thought they were going to do really well, right? Because they had all their weapons. And that did not happen. But if you're the Bears in a wide-open NFC North, I mean – now that you got guys getting released left and right in that division, especially with the Vikings, I think it's pretty much wide open. I could see the Bears probably going second, maybe even third in the division. Okay. Second, maybe third in the division. Um, I mean, I got to say, with I mean, with the Vikings and, and uh, the Packers, with their situations, and we'll we'll talk about this more in the next segment. I mean, you could see the Bears doing a lot better than we real than we think they are. They're a couple of years off from contention, but maybe they could be a little competitive, maybe something like that. Um, but I do want to change topics here and talk about the NFC North as a whole. So this division, ha- th- I mean, this offseason in the early going really has been about the NFC North. From the Green Bay Packers and their quarterback situation with Aaron Rodgers to the Chicago Bears and their stockpiled assets that they have that they have gathered and hoarded over this offseason to the Minnesota Vikings, who are just coming off a one and done. So who comes out on top in this division? We will talk about that next. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast.
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, special guest Ian Mulhern. All right, so the NFC North is already littered with headlines so far this offseason. Most recently, the Vikings have cut a couple of players. Inside linebacker Eric Kendricks, wide receiver Adam Thielen, and outside linebacker Zadarius Smith has asked for a trade all of which have been pro bowlers in the past and all pros. Um, And the Packers are on the verge of trading Aaron Rodgers. Bears, they are still a few years away from contention, but could still make some noise. But the Detroit Lions here, a team that has built themselves up for the past couple of seasons, they've been drafting in the front of each draft class for the past couple of years, is this their time to shine? I gotta say, I mean, this this could be their year. They their 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 first round pick from last year, one of them, which was Jamison Williams, he was hurt. He played hurt. I mean, he was just coming back from an ACL tear. He's gonna be a year removed from that, and he could be making a much better impact to go along with. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jared Goff has been playing past expectations, a a young defense, an offensive line that gets better and better by the year. I got to say, I might have this team winning the division and potentially becoming contenders in the next year or so. Yeah, I mean, I I certainly think so. And you got to remember that the Lions this year also have two first-round picks. So who knows what they can do with that? You could probably go O-line. You could go defense. But when I look at this all in all, just I'm reminded of a simple phrase. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The Packers, who ruled that division with an iron fist for low these many years, they're cooked. They're done. Their star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, is probably gone. Then again, I'll believe it when I see it, but all signs are pointing to yes. And the Vikings just cut a litany of players. And there's even whispers that Dalvin Cook might be on the way out because the Vikings are trying to accrue some cap space and Cook is refusing to take a, a what's it called there, a pay cut. Yeah. So the Lions are almost winners by default. Of course, they still have to do it. But the Lions surprised a lot of people last year, and I would expect them to continue that trend. And even the Bears might turn around. You never know. Of course, that all depends on Justin Fields. But I have every confidence in the world that he's going to do all right. Yeah, I mean, also a huge key asset with the Lions this offseason was will Ben Johnson stay, their offensive coordinator who really put stuff together. And, yes, he did. So that's another huge factor to look out for. Now that you got him and you got, you know, you got the fifth, you know, like top pick in this draft, you can trade it. I mean, you could trade it for multiple different assets. You could get a decent young player, a good player, or even a great player. It just depends on who's willing to trade for it because, to be honest, If I were the Lions, I would trade that pick. Yeah, I mean, like, so they're at number five 
if they trade back, depending on who they trade back with, they could get a lot more assets um, to build from the the back half of the first round. Possibly even, I mean, let's say you trade back with one of the teams in the back half. You could probably get two first round picks out of that just based on how far you're trading up. And like, I'm just trying to think about what they could do with the fifth, the fifth overall pick. Yeah, um, I, their, their run defense wasn't great. So maybe they could use it on a, uh, a defensive, a defensive lineman, their, their corner. I do they use it as on a corner, but is that a reach at that point at number five? I mean, if you wanted to get a guy here, I mean, this is a huge, if, if he's still on the board is Will Anderson. Mm-mm. I don't see him falling past. I don't him, see him falling that far either. It's a huge if. That's why I say trade it because there's. I don't really see if, what you would do if you're the last right there. Not gonna lie, a tandem with Will Anderson and uh, what's call it, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Jeez, oh my. But again, the Lions. I think they won the division almost by default. I think the Packers are going to try to build around Jordan Love and try to see if they can win that way. Which I don't believe in the receiving core. I know they still have Christian Watson, but I'm not fully convinced of the receiving core. The Chicago Bears are rebuilding themselves, as you can see with what they're doing with the trade. Uh, I believe in Justin Fields. I just don't believe in the the defense that they have around him and the line that they have with them. And then you have the Vikings, and you see what they're doing. So it's almost like the Vikings should be able to win this by default. Not to say that they won't have any, they won't win close games, because I believe they'll take a step forward than they did last year. Jameson Williams is coming back healthier than he did last year. Hopefully Jared Goff and him can form a better connection than what they had. Uh, hopefully that offense under Ben Johnson continue, continues to evolve like it did last year, and hopefully that defense gets better at the cornerback spot. Hopefully they take a cornerback which is why I'm predicting that they will trade back, I want to say the mid-teens, and take a cornerback. But uh, as far as I look at the Detroit Lions, everything seems to be on the up and up. They yeah. just seem like the most balanced team. Like, they just have – they're just missing, like, one or two things from being a contender. And, I mean – if you want to talk prospects about who you could trade back for, I mean, you could trade back and get – Nolan Smith, Christian Gonzalez, another really eye-popping guy who I saw from the combine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be an option. The question is, how do NFL teams rate Christian Gonzalez? I mean, I think they'd think of him pretty highly. I th- I think so, too. The problem is, it, do they think he's the best one out of the world? Or DJ Turner. Yeah, no, I don't no, not DJ Turner. Turner. He's a second round pick at best. If I'm being honest, he's a second round pick at best. Still haven't gotten over T- the TCU game. Still not over that. Yeah. Either way, if you have the fifth overall pick, regardless, you're going to get a top level corner. You you probably have the the top pick on whatever you want as far as defensive backs go in this draft. Because at number five, who's going not? Who's going top five as far as cornerbacks go? Right There's now, it's real... Christian Gonzalez. So are that's they? The is, one. is he going number five though? He's he's going number six, and that's where Detroit is. They're number six, not five. Number number six, right? So yeah, I would go. I would go with him. You have you have you have the number six overall pick. So 
if you can take somebody like that for a defensive back, I mean, they're, they're, and maybe address the defensive line um, through free agency. And as we've established, one of the best, one of the better defensive free agency classes in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly the deepest. I mean, they, they have, a, there's a lot of things they could do here. And I mean, um, you could also sign like a, like you said, a good edge or a good corner. Like you can even sign a oh corner goodness, as well. There's you know, a lot up? of things you could do with it. Oh, yeah. Like and, James you know, Bradbury, for ex- example. I mean, you could get him. Exactly. If they have James, the cash. James space. Bradbury. Um, another guy they could, uh, you know, another spot, another way they, they could, uh, they could address this position. And I haven't thought about it before, but the trade market, there's a couple corners who are on the trade block right now. Now the Eagles are still working on things with Darius Slay, but they just made him available through trade. They allowed him to, to, they allowed his agent to, to talk to other teams. And there's also Jalen Ramsey who's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like he has a tendency to get burned. He's still a high-level corner. I think the Lions would have. I, I think the Lions would be more than happy to have him. Yeah, and they could yeah. probably get him for less than a first-round pick, given his contract status and his age. Yeah, and yeah. didn't have the best year. They could get him for a lot less than a first-round pick, and then address um, address another cornerback, uh, another cornerback with your number six overall pick. There's a lot of things they could do here. Very flexible. Um, All right. Last thing, though. Last thing before we go on to the NFC, the uh, the Panthers' side of this massive deal. So, Jared Goff was traded for to kind of be a bridge quarterback. At least that's what a lot of people thought. I guess nobody told the Detroit Lions that. Because he's actually played out of his mind ever since he's come to Detroit. Nobody gives him enough credit, but he has been a very good quarterback in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, and he, he really didn't yeah. get enough credit for what for the work that he did um, over in L.A. Everyone thought he was a puppet um, for the, the Rams head coach over there, Sean McVay. Um, but do you stick with him? Do you think they win a Super Bowl with him, or will they eventually need to trade up in one of these drafts in the next couple of years and take a quarterback? He got to a Super Bowl. You don't get rid of him if he's playing well. If he's playing like a bum, then yes, but he's playing good. Yeah, so yeah he really is. Yeah, it's he's not like, like he's it's not like he's washed up or anything. I mean, he's he's actually like you said, he's exceeded expectations, and I like this old expression if it ain't broke don't fix it so there we are i think they just stick with jared goff and i think they can go somewhere because he does have super bowl experience like justin said so there we are we're all standing there standing in agreement with this one um if it ain't broke don't fix it right i mean jared goff has gotten a really bad rap in the past few years looked at as a puppet by sean mc uh through by the by the fans about of Sean McVay and I mean he's been playing well everywhere along the lines and he even played he even played pretty well for the Rams as much as people would like to say he did not do that and I think and 
I think you have to stick with him until he proves that he, that he can't. Um, all right. So the other t- the other side of this blockbuster deal was not just the Bears, but the Panthers, who have traded for the number one overall pick, have been looking for a quarterback for years, constantly striking out, and they're taking another swing, going for the fences here. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, special guest Ian Mulhern. We welcome you to the guest segment of our show sponsored by Secret Weapon Consulting. For business plans, secret shoppers, bar spotting, server and manager training, and so much more, visit www.secretweaponconsulting.com. So for our guest segment today, Ian Mulhern has something on his Panthers on who they're going to take with the number one overall pick. And not just that, but where they go moving forward in um, in their rebuild process. So, Ian, what do you got? Well, if I'm Carolina, first of all, the guy I take right here is no, not Anthony Richardson. And let me be frank with you guys here. For everyone saying, oh, Anthony Richardson is the next Lamar Jackson, that's cap. Respect to my guy, Justin Tucker, over here. And you know what? You cannot compare Anthony Richardson to prime Cam Newton. Heck no. Not even remotely close. The guy I go here, because if you're in a Frank Reich-type offense, I say C.J. Stroud. I mean, C.J. Stroud has great arm talent. He's got good accuracy. He's just he's just a gamer. He he knows when to capitalize in the big moments. As for the rebuilding process, top priority is keep Dante Foreman, build up a good offensive line. It's most likely going to be a run first offense after you saw DJ Moore getting traded. I mean, also, if you look at the Bears, Justin Fields is more of a guy who likes to chuck the ball down the field. So that's why that trade kind of made sense. Because we weren't using DJ Moore as much as we used to. I mean, and the other big thing for Carolina here was they did not give up Brian Burns, which is a huge asset that the Panthers need for their defense. Yep. I would say so. You hit that nail right on the head. And uh, Ian, I would like to say I, too, feel the same way about Anthony Richardson. He is horrifically overrated, and he should have stayed another year in Florida. I know he'll go in the first round, but he shouldn't. And that being said, I do 
I mean, I do think the give up was a bit much, but I really have to respect how they needed a quarterback, so they went out and they traded for the first overall pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, because look, the last thing you want to do is be like the Colts, who go from bridge quarterback to bridge quarterback every year. The Panthers knew that wasn't sustainable, so they nipped their problem in the bud, and they're going to go out and draft, I would probably imagine, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Well, yeah, and if you're Frank Reich, I mean, Frank Reich, correct me if I'm wrong, did coach Andrew Luck for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Luck... And C.J. Stroud, I'm not saying they'll be on the same level in the NFL, but if you look at Andrew Luck, you know, was kind of a pocket passer, but he can also move once in a while. I kind of noticed that in C.J. Stroud. He knows when to make the right throw, and he knows when to get out of the pocket. Yeah, I'd say so. And he, he can definitely come back from, like, let's say he's down, like, two touchdowns, he can easily come back. He's that guy you don't want to come, you know, count out in a game. I'm, I'm just waiting for the draft for the number one pick. So when the Carolina Panthers are on the clock and they take Anthony Richards, I look at CJ and he's like, oh, my God. That's what I'm waiting oh, for. Oh, yeah, no, no. Don't even will that into existence. Don't well, even think about it. Okay, I hate to disappoint a lot of Anthony Richardson fans, but the Panthers most likely, from what I've heard, they don't want to take that big of a gamble. Like yeah, the general manager knows. If that happens, that'll break the NFL. Like ugh. nobody will be able to comprehend uh, a quarterback not named Bryce Young or CJ Stroud being drafted with the number one overall pick. Well, if that happens, one of those if that happens, we get a Baker Mayfield scene over here. Okay, so mm-hmm. all right, I, maybe they won't go Anthony Richards. How about they go better? How about they go with Will Levis? What oh, Justin uh, Tucker, uh, you. <laughs> That's even worse. That's worse. The cringe. Oh at least with God. Richards, at least with Richardson, you could say that he's a project. Maybe you just have him sit for a couple. Maybe you just have him sit for a couple of seasons. And then once he's ready, you bring him up. But with Will Levis, he may never get, he may never be ready. He had every opportunity to You know who Will Levis resembles? Just a perfect resemblance? Who? Jimmy Clausen. (laughs) Absolutely. I I know who you're talking about. Yep. Ah. Yeah, and uh, Ian and uh, Justin, since you brought him up, allow me to say something. The only reason Will Levis is getting any sort of first-round hype is because the draft people are like, huh, huh, look at that. Big arm, and he comes from a pro-style offense. Yeah, he does come from a pro-style offense, and that offense sucked. Can we we also just establish the fact that if you compare Will Levis from when he was playing at Kentucky to to the combine, he looked like he was juiced up in the arms. Like, he looked – that guy looked like he was taking some – dude, he looked (laughs) like – he went from, like, little arms to, like – seriously – uh, oh no, that I that man. He's been drinking his milk, but he's I'm afraid of that. That's very that, true. That, no, that man. Google it. Google right Will Levin's afraid of milk. I swear to God. I don't know, man. Either that or he's hitting the protein really hard. Hmm. Yeah, well, steroids doesn't make you throw further. It just make just makes your 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 arm stronger. I don't know. Stronger muscles. Uh, yes. A lot. Yeah. A lot of a lot of throwing is is technique. Is it not? Yeah. But- yeah. Oh my god, just look at his stats though. 
they're just so bad. And yeah, how he almost has more interceptions. He's like, oh. don't always tell the story. Right. See, see one person, Jerry. one person at a time. One person at a time. Who's gonna talk? Ian, I'll let you go. He had like yeah, three I people mean, going at once. You, you you have to you have to look at with Will Levis, a guy who had like what was it like thirteen like twenty four touchdowns to thirteen interceptions, something like that, this year or last year, somewhere I mean, around that. He he's not he's not like I mean at least with Josh Allen you could say in the past he had way you know better stats than that but thirteen mm-hmm. interceptions I mean that's just questionable. All and right, you almost have more interceptions than you do touchdowns. I mean that's that's not mm-hmm. good. That's a turnoff if I'm an NFL scout. All right, so looking towards the rest of this Panthers rebuild, so they sold everything for this number one overall pick, but now here they are. They gave away their number, their wide receiver one, um, who is, who's going into his age 26 season. So he's not old. He's, he's young. He'll get, he'll make an impact for this, this bears team. And you also gave up two first round picks and two second round picks. So, I mean, yeah, they gave up, they get, they gave up what they needed to get their quarterback, which is the most important piece of the rebuild. That's respectable. The trick is, where do they go from here? Because they don't they don't exactly have too many assets to surround this guy with the pieces he needs now that uh, DJ Moore is out of town. I mean, yeah, DJ Moore, like I said, needed to go to a quarterback who can really, like, actually throw to him, like, consistently. And if you're the Panthers, who knows? You could always get somebody in free agency or who knows even a draft steal. I have seen you, – you've seen it in the past with draft steals at wide receivers, Stephon Diggs being one of them. Michael mm-hmm. Thomas up there. Maybe, maybe not him currently, but him in the past. Yeah, I mean, they could get lucky with a late-round pick. I mean, it happens sometimes. But – to rely on that in your rebuild is it that's that's a hard thing to do. Hey, hey you know what? In this rebuild, it's high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. How to really describe it or sum it up. I mean, that is that is one way to put it, especially with this trade, too. They gave up everything to the Bears. And this could easily turn into something where the Bears just fleece the Panthers and the, the Panthers got a quarterback, whoever they draft, who could wind up. Being a complete bust. Now, if, if, you're ta- if you're talking everything trades, you're talking the Rams. That's mm-hmm. an everything trade. Hey, well, at least they came through with a ring. So the Panthers, they better like whoever they take with number one better work out because if he doesn't, then the Panthers are are done for for years to come. Absolutely. They're going to be a cellar dwelling team for. Well, you also got to look at one major factor too. Yep. And I've been dying to say this for ages. Okay. And you know what, Derek Carr, you're an exception, but I do not fear you either. Tom Brady is gone. He is not in the NFC <laughs> He is gone. He is bye-bye. He is He's gone. And then you, not only that, the Buccaneers cut Leonard Fournette, another guy who the Panthers, if they wanted to, could go after, but wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. But still, if you're if you're the Panthers. You have a wide open division. None of these guys are super teams. None of their quarterbacks are real. I mean, seriously, Kyle Trask and um, 
Desmond Ritter, and then all you got Derek Carr. I mean, those are all beatable guys. And if you look at this Panthers defense, yeah, they could if they really wanted to, and if they put all their effort into this, they can really run this division. Yeah, well, all fun and games until one until uh, Lamar Jackson is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Not oh, happening. Oh yeah, he, not he's happening. A buck, I fear. I, no, 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 no. You know, it'd be even. I, I actually could see this happening. <laughs> Maybe the year after. I don't know. I've heard rumors to Miami. Lamar to Miami? That well, hang on a second. The only problem with that, and I never ruled out a until now the the Dolphins going in for a quarterback. It's, it's because of cap space. You'd have to give up. And they picked up his fifth year option. That's what yeah, I was going to say. They picked up their fifth round, their fifth year option, which basically tells you that they're committed to, the, to this heard, guy for the next couple I've of years. Also heard rumors too about the Falcons, and I swear, if that Ravens team trades um, Lamar Jackson to the Falcons, I am not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy either. It's you know what? Oh, sorry. They're they're out on him though. Mm-hmm. They're out. They said they straight up set, uh, told Diana Rossini that they're out. So, well, okay, Justin, met, met, metaphorically, what if your Ravens were to take Anthony Richardson? <laughs> Why is he there at 22? I mean, if because they wanted to trade up, by. if they decide to trade up, he's not going number two, though. He's we gonna, he's up. gonna have the assets to trade up. He's going to shoot up this draft board and he's probably going top 15 as much as we don't Did, like it. Didn't his like his numbers went from like 500 to something to like 4 to something? It was it was something Yeah, like it was like 8000 to 1. Now it's like 300 to 1 or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> something ridiculous. He's, he's going to go man. top 15. Someone's going to take him top 15. Somewhere someone else is going to take Wherever GM takes top, top 15 needs to be fired. Why not? <laughs> well, well, if well, you Will take if you take Will now. Levis in the top fifteen, you might as well just quit. Oh come on, guys! Y'all don't mean that. Yes, I do. I, I know these are harsh words, but that's why I say them. Will Will Levis has got to Will Levis has got to be the most overrated prospect I've ever seen in the past ten years. All right. Well. We're up against the clock here. We're going to have plenty of draft coverage in the next uh, in the next month or so, um, as it is creeping up on us with free agency right around the corner, uh, the draft as well. The legal tampering period is starting very soon, so lots of stuff to cover. Very exciting off season. They always are. This is kind of my favorite time uh, of the winter, besides besides the Super Bowl and playoffs, of course, but. This is my favorite time. This is this is something to look forward to uh, as we are waiting for the summertime to heat up. But anyways, we are up against the clock, but do we have anything else before we end the show tonight? No. Nope. All right. Well, Ian, thank you very much for coming on the show yet again. It's always a pleasure. And congratulations to your Panthers to land the number one overall pick. May whoever, whichever quarterback you take actually pan out. Otherwise, your Panthers team is screwed, man. If if Anthony Richardson goes number one, you'll see a whole reaction video. Trust me. <laughs> it better be on our show. We're, we're having yeah. one if they take Anthony If they take yeah, Anthony, if, they, if CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson goes number one, I will be on the show. I promise that. 
All right. Well, we're going to hold you to that. All right. Anyways, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.